We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I am Jim Galanti with our special guest, Shane Paul from ForTheBloggy.com. And I'm really excited about having Shane on the show after he wrote a fantastic article over at ForTheBloggy that explains the T formation that Penn State used this season to great effect. Shane, thanks for being with us. Let's start with this. Could you explain the T formation and the personnel that Penn State uses in this formation? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Uh, so I'll kind of touch on the the schematics or the skeleton of the formation uh, here to start. So um, T formation, self-explanatory, um, kind of in the shape of a T. Um, so you'll have two inline tight ends. They're going to be in three-point stances um, on the line of scrimmage. And then you're going to have three backs. Um, you're going to have one behind the left guard, one behind the quarterback or the center, um, and then the other one uh, behind the right guard, uh, forming uh, effectively as a T. Um, so that's kind of where you get T formation from. Um, personnel-wise, um, you know, a lot of teams use 32 personnel, which is three running backs and two tight ends. Obviously, with Penn State's personnel, they have a little bit more of an interchangeable uh, kind of thing going on with uh, with their tight ends. So uh, Brenton Strange, number 86, kind of doubles as their fullback uh, in that sense. He's lined up directly behind the quarterback um, and kind of acts as that lead blocker uh, or, you know, fullback um, in their T package. And now in your article, you talked about the fact that this is symmetrical. The two tight ends along the line of scrimmage, two running backs, the fullback or Brenton Strange, the tight end directly behind the quarterback. It creates a symmetrical formation. How does that create an advantage for Penn State? Right. So anytime an offense is completely symmetrical, um, essentially what that means is that if you draw a line directly down the middle of the center, Um, there should be equal bodies or equal humans on both sides. Um, So obviously in this package, um, if you were to kind of draw a line right down the middle of the center, uh, going through the middle of the quarterback and through the middle of the fullback, um, there's equal or in theory, equal bodies on each side. Um, So as a defense now, if you don't line up exactly symmetrical as the offense is, uh, mathematics show that, you know, you have an advantage to either the left or the right side. Um, Does it always work out that way? Not, not necessarily, or else, you know, every play would be a touchdown. But obviously, you know, when you have a numerical advantage to, you know, either the left or the right side, uh, you have, a you know, an advantage before the ball's even snapped. So when we see Penn State go to the line of scrimmage and the quarterback decides to look back at the coaching staff, they're trying to determine if there is that advantage personnel-wise one way or the other. So does this mean – Going to the line of scrimmage, they don't know which side. Penn State, the offense, doesn't know which side they're going to run to. The defense dictates which way they run. Yeah, so, you know, obviously none of us know uh, for, you know, 100% certainty uh, whether that's the case without being in the meeting room every day with Coach Yersich. Um, But we can make some pretty strong uh, assumptions that that is the case. Um, you know, you see, you see Clifford, you know, will take a peek to the sideline. Um, and I'm sure they have a code word at the line of scrimmage, you know, signaling, signaling whether we're running left or right. Um, you know, like you said, dictated off of how the defense is lined up. Have personnel in there. You mentioned it earlier. 
it's not a case where just anybody could run this formation. Penn State is uniquely ready for this formation because they do have the three tight ends, three good tight ends, and they have two very good running backs. So that makes them uniquely well-placed to run this type of formation. Is that right? 100%. So something I've always kind of applauded Coach Yersich on is his ability to play to his team's strengths. Um, He did it when he was the OC at Oklahoma State, um, when he was helping out uh, at Ohio State. He's always kind of found uh, the best ways to get his best players on the field at all times. Um, So obviously Penn State had a very strong tight end room. Uh, They call themselves the Aces. Um, And then the Lawn Boys, uh, as Coach Sider refers to, his running back room. So yeah, any way you can find a way to get, you know, all those guys on the field at once, you know, that's, that's kind of doing your job as an OC. Um, and you see Yersis do that here with the T package. So, and I'm sure we'll get into it later, but now um, their ability to put these tight ends and these running backs on the field that can also create mismatches on the perimeter. At the end of the day, it's, it's how can we get our best players on the field uh, and create um, opportunities for them to be successful. Now we have a smart guy on the offense, Mike Yersich. Unfortunately, there's pretty smart defensive coordinators also who study film, watch what's going on, and you can see Penn State run either off tackle left, off tackle right, depending on how the defense is uh, set up. But you also have the defense will make adjustments once they've seen this. What adjustments are they making? And then how does Mike Yersich counteract that? Right. So the off-tackle play, as you mentioned, uh, commonly referred to as blast uh, in the T-formation world. Uh, There's high schools uh, that run the T-formation that they'll refer to it as blast. And essentially what that means is you're going to get the whole front side of the offensive line. So if we're running to the right, the front side will be the right. They're all going to block down, which is towards the football or towards the center. Um, It's it's a lot easier to do that when the man you're supposed to block is already lined up inside of you. Um, so, you know, defensive coordinators, obviously knowing that this package is probably coming, uh, in short yardage situations, they would start to widen their fronts. So now if I'm playing right tackle and we're running right, um, instead of the man I'm supposed to block being in my inside gap, he might be either head up or, you know, outside shade of me. So now, you know, here he has leverage pre-snap, um, and it's going to be a lot harder of a block for me to be able to get to his, uh, get to his high shoulder, um, and take him down towards the football. Yersich, you know, you talk about football being a chess match, essentially. If you want to widen fronts, that's okay. You know, you, that A-gap is now, you know, gap, a gaping hole. So, you know, we saw them run uh, the QB sneak a few times early on in the season, and then they came back to it uh, a couple times as that went on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's nothing fancy about the QB sneak. Uh, the team who gets the most push at the line of scrimmage or, uh, you know, who's the most physical at the point of attack is going to win the rep. So, that's kind of how the uh, the chess match went about as the season went on. Then the next development, when things I think really got fascinating, is the defense counteracts. They expect the ball to be run like the blast or off tackle or the quarterback sneak. I'm sure the defense is now starting to compensate by putting big bodies up against that. Well, then Penn State had an answer for that then also, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I touched on it a minute ago. Um, Penn State's tight ends and running backs really have the ability to play multiple positions. Uh, they're, they're football players. They're great athletes. So um, if defensive coordinators want to now sub in, you know, they're, they're 300 pounders, uh, that's fine, but they better be prepared to play in space. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll touch on the quads bunch first. Um, you saw this, I believe, first against Ohio State. 
um, where they motioned uh, three running backs uh, and a tight end out into a bunch formation to the left. Um, and you saw Ohio State had no idea what to do because, you know, the, the defensive linemen that were subbed in, they don't know the coverage checks. You know, they weren't in the in the defensive back meetings all week. So, you know, they're kind of looking around like, oh, boy, what do we do? So at the end of the day, it's forcing defenses to communicate. Um, and it's just another thing they have to prepare for every week. Um, so, you know, they, they ran the T formation 27, 28 times all year. Uh, that's not a lot in comparison to, you know, every other formation that they run. So from a defensive coordinator standpoint, now you have to worry about that amongst, you know, the hundreds of other uh, possibilities that you might run into um, playing against them. And the first thing you noticed, and you highlighted this in your article, is you mentioned the confusion that Ohio State had. They ended up having to call a timeout because they were unprepared for this. And then several games later, when it's already out there, you saw Michigan State was so confused by it. They had three guys trying to do coverage for four guys in the quad bunch, and it created a total mismatch. Yeah, so we've, we've talked a lot about math on this session, <laughs> and uh, I think that goes to show you something about football. I mean, it's simple math at the end of the day. When, you, uh, when you're running quads, you know, when you're in a bunch formation like that, and you have four eligible receivers against three defenders, you have a mathematical advantage. You know, you have three blockers for those three and you have a ball carrier. So he wouldn't, he doesn't even have to make anyone miss. As long as everyone does their job uh, and gets their block, he should walk into the end zone. Um, and I think Nick Singleton did that. Nick Singleton did that at some point this year. And then you want to get four out uh, over the quads. Well, then there's probably single coverage with, uh, with Tyler Warren on the other side of the field. Um, and you saw him convert a big fourth down uh, against Ohio state from that. So, you know, as we've talked about it, it's simple math. So you want the mathematical advantage, but what you also need is the personnel that could do these type of things. I think it was unique for a college football team to have three good – Tyler Warren was considered your number three tight end, and was still you had confidence with him in a fourth down situation in a one-on-one -on -one environment to be able to make the play. You have Katron Allen and Nick Singleton. You have two running backs. If you're on defense, you can't say, well, we should focus on this one or focus on that one or the other one's going to hurt you, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's really pick your poison at the end of the day. As we talk about, the, the best players on the field are the tight ends and the running backs in our offense. Uh, we've got some good receivers, but the players that the, the D coordinators are spending the most time preparing for are those tight ends. Um, you know, and they're... They're also versatile, I think, is the biggest thing. Like Brenton Strange's ability to, to lead uh, an off-tackle run like that is, is not common. And is that something Tyler Warren could do? Probably not. But he'll, you leave him one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you're going to pay for it. And now I think you put the defense in such a quandary. We mentioned already Ohio State was so confused that the first time they saw this shift, they called the timeout. Michigan State, they were so confused. They had only three players covering four. Now, as we look forward to the 23 season, what else are we going to see out of this formation, Shane? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, Jim. Um, if I had to guess, I think we're going to see a lot more quads. You know, we're returning two of those three aces uh, or tight ends, and I'm sure somebody's going to step up. 
So, I mean, I wouldn't expect too much more from a schematic standpoint. I mean, the art of it is in the simplicity. Um, so you don't want to overcomplicate things in this package. You know, they're not going to be a team that, you know, is running the power T or the T formation, um, you know, 15, 20 times a game. Um, but I think if they stay uh, with the usage that they used this previous year, um, and, you know, and add a wrinkle here, here and there, um, I've always thought they should they should throw a double move to to Warren out of that quads package. So as before, he kind of ran that one step dart or slant route, um, and the DBs were sitting on that. You know, the the other two times that they used that shift. So I think maybe a double move out of that. Um, but as for new stuff, I wouldn't expect too much more. Just uh, for the sole fact that the art of it is in the the simplicity. All right. When we see that double move next season, remember, you heard it here first. Unfortunately, Shane, we are out of time. Thanks for that great explanation. Make sure you check out ForTheBloggy.com to read Shane's article. And we'll see you next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Hey, guys. This is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new coffee barbecue dry rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hockensmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love.